0: What are the three key fantasy football questions facing the 2023 Carolina Panthers as they head into training camp? It's time to break it down right here and right now as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Check out all the good stuff we have leading you into the offseason, including the grades for all 32 teams at SportingNews.com, as well as tracking the remaining best available free agents. We'll see what happens with Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins, all on the market here that they could be signing anytime here to add some fantasy football intrigue to a certain situation so we're looking at those players but we also want to focus on the players we know that are on teams we need to continue our series of key questions for all 32 teams we're into the nfc south so we took care of the entire nfc east and nfc north we started with the atlanta falcons in the south now we go to the next team we go from a to c here and the carolina panthers are the spotlight team of the day so We'll ask the three key questions you need to know for fantasy football and try to answer them the best we can with the knowledge we have, using the numbers and kind of projecting how things will go for this team here going forward. So a lot of questions there. We want to know what's going on with Miles Sanders in the backfield. Is Bryce Young a hot sleeper that we must have in fantasy football as a QB2? And which wide receiver are we going to go for on this team without DJ Moore, is it DJ Chark, or Adam Thielen? So all those questions will be answered here as best we can and give you some insight there, breaking things down, what the team might be thinking there with those situations. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. All right, let's dive right into the key question number one for the Carolina Panthers. Can you trust Miles Sanders as at least an RB2? Now, why we say that it's a interesting ranking for him in half point PPR, according to the expert consensus there on fantasy pros, RB19 as an Eagle last year, he finishes RB13. So the top RB2, when you look at 12 team leagues, uh, he was the top second tier starter from that spot that you'd put it at the RB2 spot. And, you look at the average scoring right in that range as well. RB is 16 and he did this without a lot of pass catching. That was not his role with the Eagles. They had other guys doing that, namely Kenneth Gainwell. They also had Boston Scott kind of do his work a little bit, but the key thing for Miles Sanders last year that got him this uh, hefty contract really in relation to what he did before was the fact he stayed durable and on the field. So that was the biggest development for Miles Sanders. He's always seen as a Saquon Barkley light. He came in, like Gangbuster's a little bit in his rookie season with the dual role and we thought okay this uh, division Philadelphia with the Giants is going to have a second kind of a uh, Barkley type player in there but Sanders who followed Barkley at Penn State uh, had to get going and stay on the field and finally a big year there behind that elite offensive line as the Eagles ran themselves all the way to the Super Bowl Jalen Hurts giving him a big assist there so good for Sanders to cash in now will Sanders uh be money for us in fantasy football. Well, let's look at what the Panthers had in the backfield. There, you had uh, Don Foreman last year. He's now with the Bears. He had a, an RB thirty-five finish in half-point PPR. Not a lot of uh, catches, we know, and forty-five in terms of average scoring. So, well down there, outside of the starting range, more of a flex play. Chuba Hubbard, he finished as running back sixty overall with the average there and uh 60. If you push it down per game, there for Chuba Hubbard. So, combining those numbers, those are not great. But uh, let's take Christian McCaffrey. He was in Carolina for six games before he was traded to the 49ers. He averaged RB10 numbers 13.7 points per game. So, there are big numbers to be had in this backfield if things go right. We know it's a different offense, however, with Frank Reich and Thomas Brown taking over. We will say this, however, 326 vacated carries here. Only the Broncos and Lions have more than that. Yep, that's true, going into this year. You also look at the breakdown from last year. You had 203 carries for Foreman, so he led the team. Before McCaffrey departed, he had 82. Altogether, 326 touches in the backfield. When you look at that, when you don't uh, factor in uh, The quarterback, Sam Darnold, uh, ran quite a bit there. So 326 carries available. And between those guys, 326 touches available. So interesting symmetry with that number. Last year, uh, they had uh, 38 catches on uh, 52 targets. That's what what McCaffrey gave them with Foreman. And a lot of uh, things looking at Hubbard was the the key pass catcher in the role. Now, Sanders was not used a lot, but the Eagles – We're not a team that threw to the running back all that often. He caught 20 of his 26 targets. That was a callback to when he caught 50 passes as a rookie. And they have hinted at that, that that role is coming back. They paid him pretty nicely and heftily here. So when you look at Miles Sanders versus Chuba Hubbard, there's reason to believe that they're going to let Sanders have a bigger role. If Chuba Hubbard was someone they would trust, they would say, okay, we're going to load you up and see a little bit more out of you. So I think this RB19 Ranking's is a little conservative. I think this overall Panthers offense is going to be more productive, more opportunities to score and do some damage here. So do like Miles Sanders, I think is a very good value here, considering the field in Carolina is not all that appealing. And you also have a young running quarterback, right? Bryce Young out of Alabama can move around. That was very beneficial last year to Sanders because it gets another threat who can score from short in the – Red zone also run all over the field in different situations. So you have a running quarterback. there, are going to incorporate some of those concepts you would think here that are designed runs with a quarterback. That's going to make the pressure go off Sanders and the focus off the running game a little bit traditionally. So that's going to trick defenses a little bit. So an opportunity for Sanders to really build on what he did last year. So, Really like uh, Sanders uh, transitioning well. This was a good spot for him. The Eagles clearly didn't want to necessarily invest too much in him, knowing that a good offensive line, they pretty much pieced together a new backfield. They kept Boston Scott and Gainwell, but they added Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift to get a little bit more upside of that backfield, a little bit more durability risk. Surprisingly, Sanders was a guy early in his career you can trust to stay healthy. But now Sanders in a very good position, again, to separate from Hubbard, even if those – uh touches uh, get swallowed up a little bit more by Hubbard that McCaffrey left behind there early in those uh, games last season then it's still plenty of opportunity here for Sanders so they're talking him up they want to use him more in the pass catching role which is going to be huge for Sanders he's going to be a threat to score and I think the Panthers just will be an overall more dynamic offense in scoring position so that helps Miles Sanders quite a bit this was a team that was a pretty strong running team last year Fifty. and a half percent of the time. So the Panthers ran more than they passed, but I think this year you'll see that uh, number go up here. So I, I think you'll look at uh, the Panthers. I think overall where Sanders may lose some carries and they become a little bit run heavier than they were last year, he'll make up with his catches and production there. So really like this separation. I think mean, Miles Sanders don't sleep on him. He's in a very good situation to produce a big year here in 2023 and build on a strong RB two status from Philadelphia in 2022. All right. There you have a uh, breakdown of the key question in the Panthers backfield. Can you trust Miles Sanders? Now we're going to explore Bryce young. Are we sleeping on him even too much here as a QB two? We'll break that down for you in our second segment here. I do have to tell you, it's an exciting time of the year. We know the finals NBA and Stanley cup have been here. We know baseball. Still in action, we're waiting for NFL games. We have NFL futures and all that great stuff to check out. You got to go check it out all for the action you need and you're looking for only at FanDuel Sportsbook. That's America's number one sportsbook. That's right, you're going to be taken care of and you're going to have the best experience there. And now it gets better because right now, new customers will get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's right, $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win they have great promotions every day whatever sport you're playing i love those for the nfl combinations there college sports have them as well as and we've seen with both the stanley cup and the nba so good stuff all around parlays that you can get into that are a lot of fun easy to find on your phone and also safe and secure app that you can trust on your phone where you can place your bets without uh knowing that, that there's any breach or anything you can rest assured that not only will your bets go through the way you want, but you'll get paid instantly. If your bets are winners, you'll get that money right back in your account to, right away. So that's great news there. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action or regular season action. Any action, any futures, all that good stuff than America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get no sweat. First bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sponsor here of... Uh, the Locked On Network of Betting, and we're really proud to be teamed up with America's number one sportsbook. Check it out, FanDuel Sportsbook right now. All right, it is uh, time to continue the show and uh, break down the Carolina Panthers, and we will ask that second key question in a moment. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen day. Everydayers, thanks so much uh, for being a part of us. uh, Every time we put up a new show, we're We'll be abbreviated in the summer, but we're still going to break down all 32 teams for you ahead of training camp, so don't worry. We'll have that series complete here in depth and a lot more to come as well to help your off-season scouting to dominate in season here with your fantasy football leagues. It's your fantasy football team every day. On tomorrow's show, we'll look at the next team in the NFC South in the order. That would be the New Orleans Saints with Derek Carr. What does he do for their fantasy prospects? Does Carr have better fantasy prospects? in new orleans we'll break all that down for you on the next show Barring any breaking news here we'll chime in with that if there's anything with fantasy football that uh, shakes up the entire landscape but we want to plow through with these because we need to get to all 32 teams and give you the in-depth insight you need all right time to ask that second question with the panthers here and that is bryce young is he just being undervalued still as a sleeper qb24 now that is a sleeper status because he's a qb2 and we're not even sure sure that he's starting right he's ranked 188 overall on the board that means in most leagues are going to draft him right 212 if you look at a 12 team league right over that many rounds over 16 you're definitely going to have bryce young in the mix to draft so 188 is firmly in that it says he's draftable. You look at Andy Dalton also. That tells us something. In the expert consensus rankings—he's ranked 46th. So there's no even a question. We're just burying Andy Dalton all the way near the bottom of the QB fours here. And the last QB two on the board is Bryce Young. Now let's look at what the Panthers had at quarterback, shall we? Last year, we had Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and Kenneth Walker. What a mess! Uh, Mayfield was QB 29 in overall scoring. Sam Darnold, 36, and P.J. Walker down at 44. So what a mess. None of these guys even registered QB2 numbers overall with their production. So let's look at uh, what they combined to do. 3,246 yards, 16 TDs, 13 interceptions, 197 yards rushing, 3 TDs. Actually, Darnold was pretty effective on the ground. We saw that in his first year as a starter. When he had the opportunity, he was pretty decent moving around as well. 3 TDs. So Not bad numbers to look at. So 19 total TDs from the Panthers. Let's look at the numbers that the trio of Colts produced last year. Now they're cleaning house. They had Matt Ryan, Sam Elger, and Nick Foles as their starters. And now they're, of course, got Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew. 3,854 yards passing, 17 TDs, 20 interceptions. That was a big problem last year. Get this, 165 yards rushing. Somehow Matt Ryan was – a better than expected as a runner here in one TD on the ground there from the quarterback. So look at those numbers. That means we're looking at an opportunity here. Bryce here starts that there's going to be a shot definitely at 20 touchdowns and 3,500 yards passing, right? That's the main thing we're looking at. The number we're looking for is can he surpass 200 yards rushing and give you four or five TDs there, right? Then you're starting to be in business where you're pushing towards that 25 TD realm, that can really make someone viable in fantasy football, especially a deep guy that you're drafting as a QB2. Now let's look at the Colts. They threw 60% of the time. We said the Panthers were about a 50-50 team in throwing the ball last year. So there's a chunk of, of attempts that are probably going to be boosted there for Bryce Young with the right and Brown here in the offense. So again, I think you'll see it shift more to the passing game. That's going to help Sanders as a pass catcher here we'll see things open up and also give them a little bit more viability at wide receiver. And we'll get into that uh, big question in our third segment, but everything lines up well for Bryce Young. We know he put up monstrous numbers. They're the number one overall pick in the draft out of Alabama rolled with the Crimson Tide right away. Big year Won the Heisman uh, could have uh, been in the mix last year had uh, certain things had not uh, broken away from him, but still proved himself to be the number one pick. So he's got a lot of talent. He's mature He's head of the curve. He's taking all the reps here. He's headed toward the locking down this starting job over Dalton easily at some point in training camp. So a lot of opportunity there. Again, if you can get the 3,500, we'll say 23 passing touchdowns. I think that's within reach. And the 300 rushing plus six. I mean, I think that's pretty low here. So I think Young can take off and run, be more athletic, and produce in that area as things could break down. The offensive line is not bad, but still I think the Panthers want to incorporate running a little bit with Young. I don't think they want to overwork him there. It's Frank Reich. They've been pretty much pocket passing, whether they've had Philip Rivers or Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan, going back to Andrew Luck. But I think you'll give a little bit of that luck mentality where he'll take off and run when needed to put up those numbers. So I think he'll pad his stats well with the rushing attack, as well as uh, putting decent quarterback numbers. So overall, Bryce Young, I think, is undervalued at QB 24. I mean, this is, again, hedging bets that he is going to be the starter. In Carolina, if he is the starter, the weapons are not out of this world great, but Young can run. Young is smart. He's going to maximize the guys around him, and there's some guys that can uh, put up some touchdowns for him that uh, can help score. And, of course, Sanders helping him out of the backfield the way he did Hurts as uh, co-runners in the same action. So a lot of uh, stuff to watch there. But Bryce Young, I think, look, he's already considered a sleeper, right? I mean, just to come in that conversation with QB24 – I think he's going to be a little bit more valuable than that. And as we look forward with his Panther schedule, very favorable facing the NFC South teams. He's the NFC South. We broke that down with the Falcons. That's a big help here. So Bryce Young, also undervalued, just like he's a running mate in the backfield, Miles Sanders. All right, we'll break down the final key question for the Carolina Panthers that we want answers to soon here in training camp and try to shed light on it in our final segment, looking at the receivers, Adam Thielen and DJ Shark, the newcomers in Carolina as uh, DJ Moore was traded. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day is, again, tomorrow reminder. We'll look at the New Orleans Saints and their three key questions, including Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara, and what to expect at wide receivers. So a lot of good stuff there to break down. As well, we're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're checking out all the great shows on the network. If you're thinking ahead of the draft, we've got the Draft Dudes Podcast and the Locked On NFL Draft as well as Locked On NFL. You can listen to those right after this show or your favorite team. We've got you covered. It's your team every day, your fantasy football team every day as well. Time to close the show and uh, break down that last key question. Can we look at Adam Thielen or DJ Chark as a number one wide receiver that we want to have for fantasy football production? So when you look at the Panthers' number one receiver, you're saying, can he finish as a wide receiver three? That's what we're looking for badly, right? The last year, DJ Moore did finish as a wide receiver three. He was 22 in half-point PPR in terms of a- or overall scoring. In terms of average scoring, wide receiver 34. His numbers were as such, 118 targets, 63 catches, 808. 8 yards and 7 TDs. The Panthers had the 7th most vacated targets in the NFL, 212. That's right. That's a hefty number here. You had uh, last year, DJ Moore and uh, McCaffrey combined for 161 of those targets, 96 catches, 1,165 yards, 8 TDs. Terrace Marshall, he returns buried well in the depth chart. And the scoring 47 targets caught 28 for 490 and 1. So not much there. Now we go and relate this to the Colts and their offense, right? Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce, their two leading receivers, the veteran and the rookie, had 219 targets. They turned them into 130 catches for 1,518 yards and 6 TDs. Now let's look at Adam Thielen's numbers from Minnesota. 107 targets, 70 catches, 716 yards, and 6 TDs. What are we looking at? Numbers that are creeping in very similar to DJ Moore. He didn't have as many yards, didn't have uh, as many touchdowns, a little bit short, the 888 to 710 advantage more and 76 advantage more. But look at those targets, very similar, 118, 107, different teams, but you have that vacated opportunity. Now let's look at DJ Chark. I know he missed some time with an injury and that is the concern why we might lean towards the only, even though he's the aging receiver and, we look at his production, he can at least stay on the field and help a young quarterback. He's a reliable guy and can score touchdowns. But let's look at Shark. Again, 80 targets would have been his projection had he played all the games. Only 11 games in Detroit last year. Coming over from the Jaguars, caught 46, 7, 76, and 5. So he had 60 more yards projected than Thielen if he had played a whole year. And only one fewer touchdown and significantly fewer targets, but something to look at. And the other thing is you factor in Hayden Hurst, their new tight end, he's ranked way down there, 199, tight end 27. So right now we have the classic, we're not quite sure, ranking of Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. You know what their rankings are among wide receivers? They're wide receiver fives. Adam Thielen is wide receiver 58. DJ Chark is wide receiver 59. There's going to be some separation. They're not going to finish that low next to each other. It doesn't make any sense but that's called the rankings to hedge your bets, right? We're not quite sure. We don't want to really invest on either of these receivers, but you need to look for value anywhere you can get it. Terrace Marshall Jr., there's some talk about him being a target, and we're going to watch him, but he's buried all the way, so you can get him pretty cheaply right now. They have a nice crowd at tight end. Don't forget Tommy Tremble. All these guys are there, so it's really hard to look at Hayden Hurst being just the key normal target here, what they're looking for as the traditional tight end that's going to get the third option here behind Chark and Thielen. Chark has the bigger injury history. We know he had that scary injury at Jacksonville that kind of prompted him to fall out of favor as the number one and eventually be signed on a flyer by Detroit. Adam Thielen just Mr. Reliable, right? He just lines up and can catch touchdowns. He wills his way almost to production. He used to be a big play receiver. Remember that? On the outside, on the inside, very good slot, big play guy, very good speed. Just a good, nimble athlete, an excellent golfer, which adds to kind of his execution, his hands and eyes. Very good at that. So, and Adam Thielen has the perfect cerebral profile on top of everything else. Remember, he did have blinding speed at one point. So, when you put that up there with Thielen, I think he's going to scheme himself open quite a bit for Bryce Young. I mean, you will get some help from the coaches, but Thielen is that savvy receiver with speed, with quickness can work himself into the red zone, catch those easy short drop-ins there, kind of bread basketballs for the touchdown. So I'm feeling it with Adam Thielen a little bit. Now Bryce Young is going to go beyond his values of QB24. This team is going to pass, pushing above 3,500 yards, maybe a shot at those uh, 20-plus TDs plus some extra yardage there than we can think about. There's opportunities here for Adam Thielen. You look at that, again, it's nice to see that, right? The 107 targets from Minnesota, he can seamlessly go into where DJ Moore was at. Chark is going to eat into that a little bit, but I think Thielen, again, is a little bit uh, more trustworthy right now to actually stay on the field, despite being the older receiver than Chark. So there's that. But the numbers are just eerily similar, again, with the transition here into this offense, trying to fill that void here overall. So, again... A lot of upside. I do think overall the Panthers will overachieve, and there's a sleeper team as well like the Falcons to exceed expectations. So I did like uh, Bijan Robinson and Drake London and uh, the rest of the Falcons' key players there. You can check out that uh, breakdown. But Panthers, I've been feeling good vibes as well with uh, what they can do here this season. So love the numbers and how they line up here, and I think it's going to be really fruitful here for Sanders as a solid pick as an RB2, Bryce Young, maybe potential steal as a QB two buried up on the deep on the depth chart. And Adam Thielen, maybe returning and retaining that value as a wide receiver three that he had in Minnesota. There you have it. There's a breakdown of the Carolina Panthers. That means that we'll be up to the new Orleans saints in alphabetical order in the NFC South on the next show every day. So check that out, subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcast. We're part of locked on podcast network, your team every day, your fantasy football team, every day for Locked On Fantasy Football. This has been the hour. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll check you out tomorrow marching ahead with the New Orleans Saints.